Well, welcome to The Raw Roast, where we have real conversation about faith and life over a good cup of coffee. My name is Ben Tyvel, and I'm one of the pastors here at Calvary Church, and I'm your host this week. We are currently in a deep uh, sermon series here called Tough Questions, and we've been trying to tackle uh, some of these tough questions on Sundays, but there have been so many good ones and so many complex questions that many of you have asked that we've uh, we've tried to create other ways to go about a- uh, asking and answering these questions. And so, uh, some of the questions that we've uh, tackled over the last couple of weeks on Sundays, uh, things like, um, can we take the Bible literally? Uh, is the church's view of marriage outdated? Does race and diversity matter to God? Can we live at peace with our neighbors? So those are just a few. And uh, we've got pastors and others writing blogs and we've got the podcast running here. And um, so we're just, we're excited. We're excited to wrestle with these questions and just, um, you know, lift up God is the one who he's in control. He's got the answers. We're going to do our best to submit to him and and be obedient and hopefully uh, help uh, help you as well to dive into this and wrestle with these really good questions. Um, so one of the questions that we got, uh, we got, we had, we got many of them. Um, and, but there were a lot of different kind of forms around the question. It was around hearing God's voice. You know, can we hear God's voice? And if we can, uh, do, how do we hear God's voice? Or we, a, a good one, uh, this actually came in last week, it was, how do I decipher between, you know, a voice that I hear that I'm hearing that might just be myself uh, or is it actually God? Like, how do we, how do we do that whole thing? So uh, really good questions. Uh, and I'm excited uh, to have uh, two guests on today, uh, two of my friends, uh, Lisa Horsager and Emily Miller. And I've had the privilege of learning from both of them kind of in this sphere of, hearing God's voice. And when, then when you do, how do you practice, you know, responding and obedient, being obedient in that. And so I'm just really excited to hear what they both have to say today. Uh, so welcome to the show, Lisa and Emily. Thanks for being on. Thank you. Excited to be here. Yeah. Excited. Thanks. All right. Well, let's jump in. Uh, and I, it'll be good to start with this first question and it's, you know, can we, hear God's voice today. Mm. So mm-hmm. whoever wants to kind of jump in there. Yeah, I'll I'll just start with I just love this question. I I feel like all throughout history humanity has desired to know God and wondered, can we actually hear his voice and how can we communicate with him? And, you know, there's so many stories um, all throughout history and Hollywood sure has done a good job too of just uh, covering this question in so many different ways. Um, I'm thinking of, you know, the Greek mythology and all of the the gods and interactions there and um, just the Jedi's and Star Wars, and how you know somehow they amazingly are able to have this feeling of presence, and so I think it's such a fabulous question to start with that we're asking, can we? Because I feel like that's not just a question for the church; that's a question of the globe. Can we hear the voice of God? So, uh, you know, my short answer is yes, but I'm excited to explore that. Yeah. 
Um, when I hear a question like that, I think um, I, I like to go to scripture. And I think about all the different ways that people in scripture heard God and experienced God. Um, and there are just so many stories um, from the Old Testament and the New Testament. And if we truly believe that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, then we can be a part of that and know that he will speak to us today. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. It does seem like right from the beginning, from from Genesis, God creates man and woman, sets up relationship. Like right from the beginning, it seems to be like it's this intimate thing. It's not, hey, I'm going to create you and then you're going to be off sort of on your own. It was like, no, God was with Adam and Eve. Like he was walking with them in the garden, right? Like, so we do from, from the very first kind of moment that we get, um, that we get to learn about and, and see God is there. He's speaking, he's present with them. And certainly that continues, uh, certainly a little bit differently after the fall. But I think you still see, like you said, Emily, like God, was the same then that he was at the very beginning. He just had to, he just had to do it a little bit differently. So he was still speaking. And we see that throughout the prophets and so many other places, right? Where God is literally, we've got Moses in the burning bush. That's a classic one. I mean, God speaks from the bush. Um, yeah. So, and then all the way, certainly then into the the New Testament. Yeah. I think where I have gotten tripped up before, and I imagine that a lot of us get tripped up is, you know, yeah, I see that example of the burning bush or, you know, Abraham and Isaac and this amazing like sheep showing up (laughs) in some of those like incredible stories sometimes have made me think like, that's what I should expect when I'm thinking of hearing for God's voice. Um, But I, I also like know deep within me that, um, he is wanting relationship with me and I, and I don't think it has to be a burning bush. So, um, so I I just don't want to, you know, people to get tripped up with waiting for a burning bush. Um, yeah, I actually want to, I'm wondering, Emily, if you can talk a little bit about some of your stories, um, of how God has spoken to you. Um, yeah, I know we could go back and forth for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I just want to first start by saying how I got started. Um, it was 13 years ago. My son was two months old, and I was here at Calvary at um, a women's Bible study. And we were going through The Forgotten God by Francis Chan. And these women had amazing stories of how they could hear the voice of the Lord and then act on it and just see Him transform their lives because they were obedient to what He was saying to, for them to do. And I, I was in awe because... I grew up in a Christian family. I'm in a Christian home. I went to Bethel. I like Christ, my Christian faith was super important to me. And I this was just this was new to me. And I I wanted what they had. And so the the scripture verse with John 10:27, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Um, I was challenged to go home and pray that vo- pray that verse and have it be my life verse. And I went home and I said, Lord, I want this to be real in my life. I want this to be a verse that is something I can say is true. 
And so that began my process of wanting to hear the voice of the Lord. Um, and it has been the most incredibly amazing journey because I was willing to say, I'm open to anything. I'm willing to go after you. Um, and so some of the stories, uh, they all started here at Calvary, which is so cool. Um, one, the first Sunday that we had altar prayer at the Roseville campus, um, this was a number of years ago. Um, I, I felt like the Lord was asking me to pray for someone's back because I got um, a little pain in my back. And the first person that came down to pray asked for a prayer for her back that hurt. And I was like, Lord, is this you? Like, is this, you're asking me to pray for her back for healing. And I prayed and she's been pain-free ever since. Um, it wasn't an, the audible voice of the Lord. It wasn't like a, a word that I heard in my head, but it was uh, something on my body that I was aware of. And then I went to my, um, my mentor and I said, what was that? And she got all excited. She's like, that's just the Lord showing you how he wants to pray for someone. Um, so it, it's, it's things like that that just got me super excited to want to be obedient to whatever the Lord has because it doesn't have to be his audible voice or a voice that I hear in my head. It can be even on my person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were talking about this earlier, and I I also didn't grow up with um, as full of an understanding as I have now with um, hearing all sorts of things from the voice of God and um, knowing that it doesn't have to be an audible voice. That's been something that I've grown into. Um, one of the ways that I love thinking about it is... Um, just from from a creation perspective that God created us to have relationship with him and that every part of our bodies um, he designed to be able to be like a giant receptor to him if you imagine like one of those old TV you know massive satellite dishes I think of our bodies like we're kind of set up to be these massive receptors for God and and he wants to work through us um, after we listen to him right like there's a purpose for why we're supposed to be listening to him but that it's not just my ears that maybe would hear something. It's also my eyes. And for me, a lot of the time, it's in my mind's eye, I guess I could say, or um, I have pictures that come to my mind that like sometimes I, I sort of am not sure, like, is this from me or is this from God, you know? And there's more, we'll talk about that in a second, I think. But um, but a lot of times it's very clear that the the image that I'm thinking of is not something that would have come along in my, you know, strain of imagination and that conversation I was having, it pops in. And then there's explanation of um, me and having that prayer conversation with the Lord then of like, okay, was this from you? And, you know, how do I interpret that? And so it ends up being quite a conversation um, of prayer um, from those images. But um, as you talked about, I think also our bodies, our, our physical selves um, are a part of that receptor. Um, I know my daughter also has physical um, 
things that she feels, and then that prompts her to pray for people. So that's super interesting to me. Um, but I just, I just don't want to limit God. That's, I think, my biggest thing. Um, I don't know all the ways that He wants to speak to me, but I don't want to define them all and miss one. <laughs> and God is so creative that He can choose to speak to us in any way that He wants to. Um, I was told once that his first language isn't English. <laughs> so we need to expect him to speak to us in multiple different ways. Um, and that's just so exciting to think about how, like your daughter can feel people's emotions and then know how to pray. Or like I can get uh, something on my body to know how to pray for someone. Or um, we can get images in our mind that will guide us into a, a new situation. This is good. So I'm, I'm thinking here, we've, I think we pretty quickly moved past the, can we hear the voice of God, which is totally fine. Cause I mean, we could spend a whole podcast on that, but I think there's, I think we've, we sort of covered that one. Like, yeah, we, we can hear God's voice and we started to shift in this direction of, there are lots of ways to hear God's voice, right? There are lots of ways that God is wanting to communicate with us as his kids. And so what I'm, I'd I'd like to kind of stay on this path for sure. Kind of shifting now into the, how do we hear God's voice? Again, you've, you've already started in that space, but I think the, how do you hear God's voice comes from this? uh, I think it comes from this place oftentimes of, of wondering whether or not something is God (laughs) Or is it something else? Like, is it the the tacos that I had for lunch, or is it is it God, you know, giving me a a signal for for something to then be able to uh, bless or pray for somebody in a certain way, right? So, uh, and I don't, and I, I mean, I'm kind of joking, but at the same time, I I think that's a real question, right? That that I know I have a lot of times too. Is like, okay, God, is this you, or is this something else? So. Yeah, I would love to move kind of in that direction. Like, how do you hear God's voice, and how do you, how do you know for certain? I mean, can can you know for certain if it's God? Right. Um, so there's a book that I read called The Ten Second Rule, um, and I heard about it when my family went to Trout Lake. Uh, we were there for family camp, and one of the speakers was talking about this book. And the Ten Second Rule basically is to do what you feel reasonably certain Jesus is asking you to do in 10 seconds before you talk yourself out of it. That's, that's good. Cause we, we do that pretty, I love the 10 seconds because after 10, I know for me, yeah. I'm like, it's, there's a really good chance. I'm not going to, I'm probably not going to do anything. Right. Yeah. And it could be multiple different things. Like some of the examples he gave or he gives in the book is um, paying for someone's groceries at the grocery store. Like you just get this, feeling that you need to do that. It's not a voice, but you get this feeling that you need to pay for someone's groceries. Or um, I know the speaker at Trout Lake talked about how he just felt like when he sees trash on the ground, he needs to pick it up. And that's just the Lord giving him that nudge to take care of his creation. Um, So it's not necessarily like even the audible voice, but sometimes it can be in your mind. Like you hear that he wants you to go bless someone. Um, and he, he gives you a very specific direction and it talks about it in that book. So how does not, you don't have to necessarily quote the, the book specifically, but you can, if you want, but how, so how do you become reasonably certain? Like, uh, let's say I'm, 
I'm just at this place. Like this is brand new. What I can actually hear God's voice. That's seems a little crazy. Um, but if I embrace that and if I embrace this idea that, okay, he's going to maybe be asking me to do something and I need to be ready. How do I become reasonably certain? So I always say that you need to have it line up with scripture. If, if what you're feeling lines up with the character of God, then act on it because we're called to bless people and love on others. And even if you get it wrong, you've loved on someone. Like you've, you've taken care of someone's needs or you've, you've helped them through something and the Lord's going to bless that no matter what. Yeah. Um, and so it just, you just have it line up with scripture. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. yeah, I was just going to add to that because I think being reasonably certain, it just strikes me how important it is that we are connected to God in the Bible, that we are in community, that we are um, pursuing truth. And all of that builds in us um, a discernment and builds in us a desire for truth. And I think that if we're doing the you know, kind of the hallmarks of the basics of the faith and immersing ourselves in God's people and his presence and his word, then it's going to be so much easier to feel confident in that reasonably certain question. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, while we were talking before we hit record, you were, you mentioned, uh, a book by Henry Nowen, who I've read, I've read quite a bit of him. He's kind of a I would say a spiritual mentor of mine. I haven't, I never got to meet him in person, but was, I mean, one of the, you know, a deep thinker, but really, uh, really able to connect, uh, deeply, you know, with, with God and with mm-hmm. others. But do you remember the name of the book that you mentioned that? I believe it's abide in Christ, abide in, I know that the key word is abide. Yeah. And that was what rocked me was just this, what does that really mean to abide in Christ? And is Christ abiding in me or am I abiding in Christ? And this, just this really, you know, tied, bonded relationship with the Lord yeah. and what that means in conversation and what that means in discernment. And yeah. So am I... So when you talk about that, that part of trying to be reasonably certain that we need to be right, like continually connected to God, like there needs to be an abiding that's going on so that when I'm in that circumstance where I'm kind of having a moment, a, a 10 second moment of, okay, God, is this you or not that, that I've, I'm close enough or I'm like the verse, you know, your life verse, uh, was it John ten twenty seven John ten twenty seven um, my sheep will know my voice. Right. So like there has to be, I have to have been abiding, Mm -hmm. right. If I'm going to really know God's voice. Well, again, before we hit record, we said all our, we we said everything (laughs) really well before we hit record. Say it again. Yeah. (laughs) But you talked about that, like the example of, uh, picking up the phone and it being something you, you, somebody you know really well, you don't have to check. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. You don't have to check caller ID if someone calls you and you know their voice. Like if you know your spouse's voice, you pick up the phone, you don't have to look because as they start talking, you immediately know that it's them. And that's the same way with hearing the voice of the Lord. You start off listening. And as you grow in that intimacy, you will get to know his voice better and better. And 
when I, um, like with my kids, one thing that I like to do is to help them hear the voice of the Lord is we'll ask the Lord questions um, through prayer. And one of the, and I did this with um, Calvary's Kid Jam too, a number of years ago, where I just said, ask the Lord who he wants you to bless today. And like someone's, a name would come to mind or a picture would come to mind of that person. And we'd say, no, ask him how he wants you to bless them today. And then, um, and when I did it with Kid Jam, I just said, ask Lord who he wants you to bless this week and then come back next week with your stories. And with my kids, when we do that, it's so fun to see what they end up doing. Or sometimes we'll do, how do you want me to bless this person in prayer? And then we'll just pray about that person. Um, but they're, they're becoming more aware of his voice and just different things as we do those little, those small little prayers. Because then when it gets to be big and we've got the big questions, we're familiar. Um, but it starts small, just like your spouse getting to know them. You go out on dates, you get to know them, you hear their voice, you know, it, it it's, it starts off small. And then when you get to the big things, you have that relationship built already. Um, I think that's a really important point that listening to the Lord and hearing what he wants to say to us is for everyone. I love that you're using examples with your kids. And, and also that um, another lie, I guess, that I've been tripped up by in my faith is thinking that people that hear from the Lord are somehow like special, (laughs) you know, like, oh, they just have the gift of, you know, prayer or, you know, the gift of something. They're they're just sort of unique individuals. And uh, I I would maintain because I have listened, learned to listen to the Lord, that it's not (laughs) about anyone being special, you know, it's not. It's just that we all have to learn how does God want to speak to me and put yourself in that situation um, expectant that he will speak to you and and learn what it is for you because it's different. It's different for everybody. One of the um, other books we were referencing is Sacred Pathways that talks about, you know, we're all designed with different environments in which we feel the presence of the Lord more acutely. For me, I love being in nature. I absolutely love going on a walk and God will often show me things um, and bless me, you know, on that walk in the woods. Um, but that's that's me. You know, that's not for everybody. Some people it's worship. Some people it's community. Some people it's solitude. It's, there's a lot of different ways to explore and um, and put yourself in the right place to hear from the Lord. Oh, one thing that I, when I'm trying to help someone navigate hearing the voice of the Lord, what I like to say is God loves to speak. He loves to talk to you. Um, And when you pray, just trust that the first thing that you hear is probably Him. Now, if it doesn't line up with scripture, then yes, absolutely. Just kind of push it aside. But usually it's the first thing. And when when you have that, it's just, it's easier to go off of when you're praying and you can trust that the first thing you hear is the Lord. And then um, it just is really fun to see how that can grow. Um, and you can start asking the Lord different questions and you can trust that that is. And sometimes when I'm, I'm talking to someone, I'm like, I just don't know. And I'm like, I bet you do. Just tell me what the first thing was. I'm like, but it just doesn't make sense. Well, let's just see. And then they say it and it and it's just this so fun to see like the light bulb go or like their their 
they just get excited because then there's someone else to help them navigate that. So if you, to the listeners out there, if you need someone to help you navigate this, start asking questions, like come to Calvary and um, and to the pastors and just say, I need help with this. Because sometimes that's all it takes is someone to walk alongside you to know that you are hearing. Um, And it usually is the first thing that you hear. But that's like Lisa said, that's why it's so important to know scripture. Um, Because if it doesn't line up with scripture, then it might not, it it will not be him. Um, Well, I appreciate that encouragement to to practice this, to, to do this in community. Like, so I, I think there's this really important part of hearing God's voice, uh, that gets, um, that gets formed and, and we, we get to hear God's voice when we're in solitude, right? When we're alone with God, the father, and, so that, and that's a big part of it. There's also this part of being a child of God. We're in the family of God. And so we're designed to, to be in community with one another. And I, I think in the same, in the same way, when we're listening for God's voice, yeah, we need to be around other people who are uh, Christ followers and who also have the spirit living in them and have God speaking to them so that yes, we, we line it up um, with scripture. We recognize that all scripture is, is God breathed. Right. Uh, and we're in accountable community, right? We're, we're in with family where we can do, I mean, it's, it's hard to do this a lot of times, but it's pretty simple. Like we just start asking questions, right? right? We just start taking what's inside of our heads and what we're probably already questioning and wrestling with. And we take that step of courage, which I would say often is it's God giving us, you know, by his grace, he gives us that courage, but we just step out in faith. We say, oh, this is what I'm thinking, or this is the question I have. Hmm. And you allow somebody else in the family of God to, like you said, walk through that with you. Mm -hmm. I feel like that is so spot on too with, um, you know, we're, we're in a spiritual realm where there's good and there's evil. And I think when we voice something even if it's just a question we're wondering about um, faith or, you know, we're wondering if we're hearing right. Um, when we voice something, I feel like it's almost like bringing it into the light. You know, we talk about when there's, when there's darkness, when you, when you expose the darkness to the light, then there's um, opportunity for God to work. And I feel like it's a similar thing. Uh, you know, if we have questions and we're wondering if we're, if we're discerning right, if we, if we voice it, then it, it brings it to light in the spiritual sense as well. Um, yeah. That's great. So to piggyback on that, Psalm 119, 105 is one of the verses that I highlighted for, there are so many verses in the Bible that talk about the, the voice of God, hearing God, right? Old and New Testament. Psalm 119, 105 says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Uh, so again, just back to God's word, right? His spoken word, his written word. His, it is a lamp. It is, it brings light, right? So I, yeah, I think if we want to know, okay, God, is this, is this your word, right? Or is this your spoken word to me? giving me some kind of instruction or encouragement. I, I think speaking that out loud, right. Having someone else 
be able to affirm that who is a who's a Christ follower and walking, you know, walking with the Lord. Uh, it's it's fun, right? I mean, it's part of the beauty of being in the family of God. Um, but then we get this other thing too, where Emily, I, I wanted to come back to this because you said um, you can't, or you, you know, to the kind of along the lines of you can't get it wrong in the sense of God wants us to bless other people, right? And we could we could talk for a really long time about okay, what does that mean or what does that look like? But like God wants to bless others. I mean, he loves us. He loves people and he wants to bless others through us. So I wonder if I overcomplicate it a lot of the time. And that's what I love about the 10 second rule idea too, is like, don't just simplify, right? If, if it's going to bless somebody, you probably can't get it wrong. Right. But, but it's anyway, I wonder if we could talk a little bit about what that has, yeah, what you think about that, what that has looked like in your lives. Have there been times when God has asked you to do something, you know, bless this person? Uh, maybe it's worked out really well. Maybe it has, I don't know. I, I just, I wanted to come back to that because I love that, that simple idea of if God's speaking, he wants to show his, his love and his grace to others. So just do it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just try anyway, right? Like, I think that's what I hear you saying. And yeah. um, and I think uh, maybe the caveat to this is it's a lot of times when we're wondering about what God's saying, a lot of times we're, we're facing a really big decision in our life. And it's not necessarily like, should I get get groceries for this person ahead of me. It's like, where did I go to college and should yeah. I marry this person? And those things yeah, are true. sort of in a different category. Yeah, that's um, good. But along the lines of, you know, like, yes, I agree completely. Like if you're wondering about following a prompting from the Lord that you think might be the Lord, um, that's how you're going to learn by trying. Right. And, and there's not a, you know, there's not going to be a big, you know, anvil from the sky that's going to fall down on you if you mess up. <laughs> Hey, but yeah, go, go ahead. Go ahead, Emily. I, I, I was just thinking of some of the stories where, um, like even in my own family, where I, I felt like I needed to give my daughter a hug, you know, just to calm her down. And it changed the trajectory of our conversation. Or on the opposite, the flip side, I heard, don't give her a hug. And I gave her a hug anyway. And it made the situation so much worse. Um so it's it's just learning what that voice sounds like and how to bless other people. Like making a meal for someone. Um, like, yes, that would take time and money on my part. But then if I feel that prompting and I'm going to do it, then that, that family is blessed through that meal that I made. And whether or not that was the Lord telling me to do it or just me, that doesn't matter. Um but I like to think that that was the Lord's, like, because it's all about relationship. And it's about Him wanting to partner with us to mm -hmm. bless those around us. And it's all about that partnership, because how else is that meal going to be brought to that family? Well, if I'm not it, then He might have to ask someone else. Yeah. And I don't want to miss out on that yeah, opportunity. Out, no, right. right. Mm hmm. That's where it comes to this. That's, you know, hearing the voice of God is 
like the foundation, the bedrock of like living this Christian life, how God wants us to, and how he wants each of us to minister to the world. Like it's all about hearing his voice for us specifically. And what does he want us to do? Uh, I, I love the analogy. I don't know if I can describe this well, but um, we used to do a lot of stage work. And so if you imagine a stage and there's a spotlight shining down on the stage, you can clearly see where the light is and where the rest of the stage is dark. Uh, I imagine myself um, being the person that's in the middle of that spotlight on stage, but God's the one that gets to decide where I go by where he shines the spotlight. Mm -hmm. So my job is not to decide where the spotlight is. My job is to go, okay, God, where are you working? And and where do I need to move so that I'm within what he wants me to do? And that's all about listening to him. That's good. You said something before about like these big decisions, right? Uh, we've got the, the things that God might speak that are uh, have to do with blessing someone, and maybe it's it, it feels a little bit I don't want to say easier, but it's they're they're not as big of things, right? But then you've got these big life decisions where do we do we move? Where do I go to school? You know, who who do I marry? What do I? I mean, there there are many many really big decisions that people face. Uh, and I think you spoke to, uh, to something that a lot of us wrestle with, which is, well, if I make the wrong decision, then, then something really bad's going to happen. Right. Or, or it's just this, it's this fear of making the wrong decision. And I think that that a lot of times, uh, reveals, uh, something, around what, what I believe about who God is, uh, that, that there is one right way, right. Or there's one right answer in, in this circumstance. Sometimes there, there is, there's, there's one right answer, right. But there's a lot of situations where, boy, there isn't exactly one, you know, quote unquote, right answer. So what do we, how would you counsel someone or how would you walk with someone who, who's kind of facing one of those situations where, boy, if you go, if you make this decision or this one, there's no clear, like, this is the right way to go. Um, and they're really struggling with the anxiety of, I don't want to make the wrong decision. How would you? Yeah. I've got a college student right there right now. (laughs) Um, and here's my advice. I, um, this is not my own, but I just uh, strongly ascribe to it. And that is find out who you are first and then start thinking about what does God want you to do? So I talk a lot about being and doing Mm -hmm. that makes a lot of sense to me. And it's been a huge transformation in my life to understand who I am in Christ. Who has he made me to be? You know, what, what is, what does he want me to do with what he's given me and my skills and my interests and my curiosities and where he's put me, um, who am I is a really important question to answer. Because if you start going down a path of doing and you got the, the who wrong, then you're really going to be stuck and it's going to be a mess. So that's not easy. That's, I mean, that's time and discernment and all the things we've been talking about, about being in community. Um, but I don't know if all the time those big decisions, um, they don't usually come in an instant. 
Yeah. It's my experience. Um, one thing that I would recommend is to seek out people that are in your, in your circle and ask them to pray and ask them, what are you hearing or sensing from the Lord? Do you have scripture verses or are you getting a word or something? Um, and then just see what they say. Uh, ultimately, it's between you and the Lord, um, but He has meant us to be in community and He wants us to seek out that help. He, he doesn't want us to do it alone. And sometimes He doesn't give me the answer. I have to ask someone else because He wants me outside of me. Um, he wants me to seek wise counsel from someone else and that those have been very interesting um, answers to prayer when I when I'm asking and he's like I'm not gonna give it to you go talk to this person and I'm like okay I'm gonna do it um, and and a, a little small example of that I was having shoulder pain a number of years ago and I asked the Lord I was like Lord can you just take this pain away um, how do you want me to pray and he's like I want you to go up for um, to the front after the service because it was a Sunday morning. And then um, I was like, okay, so I did it. And I had the pain in my shoulder the entire time, but I was obedient afterwards. And I went up and I asked him or I asked the person that was up there to pray for my shoulder and the pain went away. Right. Like, so I had to go to someone else to find the answer. Um, so what did you learn through that experience? Like, what was the, like, what did you feel like God was I was, he was saying. teaching me to be obedient. Okay that it's not always about my relationship with him, that I have to seek help from other people, that it's meant to be the body yeah. and not just my relationship because he wants us to partner, to increase the body, to bless the body, to um, help the body and yeah. love on people, that it's not just about me and him, it's about others and bringing them in. And that was my first instance of that happening and I was so blown away. I was so thankful. And I told that person what had happened. And I just thanked her for being willing to pray for me. And yeah. But I was able to bring someone else in. Right. And she was able to have that experience of, I mean, she was blessed, mm -hmm. right? Because yeah. you took that step of obedience. Yeah. You were vulnerable. Right. That's awesome. I think we have to rem remember that God made us all really differently. You know, I've been thinking about this a lot because of being a part of the Imago Day ministry team and just how we talk about we're made in the image of God, but we're made so differently. You know, we're made, we look different, but also there's different genders. My goodness, that's the biggest difference of all that I've come across. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but, you know, he did that on purpose. Not, not to like make it hard for us, but because he knew that all those different ways of hearing him, all those different ways of um, just being in the world will help us as a whole understand what he's trying to do, which makes me super excited about being in a church where we're all trying to hear the voice of God. Um, it's not just about one person and what they're hearing. Like if it's a corporate body and we're all listening and all talking about it, like that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been really, this has been really fun. I feel like we could keep talking, uh, but we need to, uh, we need to wrap it in. And I, I, I really appreciate you both being here, uh, speaking openly and honestly in, into this topic. Uh, there's a lot of, um, 
you know, sort of hands-on experience here. There's a lot of wisdom. And so I really appreciate it. Um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what God does, uh, with kind of with this conversation, right. And bringing, kind of bringing this out into the open again in another way of just saying, yeah, this is, I think this is a question that I hope we never stop asking. Like, God, I want to hear your voice better today. You know, I, w- I want to keep hearing your voice and growing in the knowledge and understanding and the experience of, of getting to um, getting to hear you and and walk this relational journey with you. And so thank you so much for being uh, here on the show today. And I just want to let um, for listeners that are out there, if you have questions, if you have uh, thoughts, things you want to wrestle through, certainly reach out. Um, you can reach out to, to me personally. I could also get you connected to Lisa or Emily. Um, we want to be here for you. We want to be able to kind of walk with you on this journey. So um, reach out, let me know, shoot me an email. Um, and you want to pray for someone. Yeah. No, I just want to pray for everybody. Oh, for everyone. Oh, okay. I thought you were getting like a word. Like, there's a specific listener out there that you want to pray for. And I was like, yeah. I mean, oh, I just am feeling like, uh, you know, I, I would love to pray for all our, to all of our listeners yeah. as they think about all of this. So yeah, that's good. Yeah, let's do it. Let's pray. And then I'll, I'll do the little outro spiel. <laughs> Oh, God, you're good, and you are so spontaneous, and I love how you um, how you interrupt me and interrupt us. Um, God, thank you for who you are. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your grace in all of our pursuing you. And Lord, I just want to um, just pray over all of our listeners, Lord, that you would bless them as they pursue you. Thank you that you are pursuing each of us in different ways. Thank you that each of us are different and will hear you in different ways. And so I just ask that you would open up our eyes, our ears, our whole bodies, ourselves. Lord, let us be just uh, convicted to dig into discerning uh, what you're saying. And Father, I just pray that you would um, bless our communities um, through what we hear. In your name I pray, amen. 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 Thanks, Lisa. Well, again, thank you for listening. If you would like more information about Calvary Church, visit us at calvarychurch.us. You can also check us out online or in person on Sunday mornings. And we encourage you to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen. It also helps if you leave us a review. So until next time, I want to encourage you to live a life of love for God and neighbor.